0: The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com.
2: It is a final from American Family Field, and the results are not good. A Brewers 6-3 loss. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. In Union Grove, Tim Allen, along with the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski, as the Brewers' offense did come alive a little bit. Didn't they in the ninth inning? Yes, they did. Look at there. They uh, had the tying run on deck. They tapped into the bullpen enough to get, you know, former Brewers uh, left hander Will Smith out there might come in handy if, you know, things drop right for the Brewers the next uh, couple of games. But boy, uh, Adrian Hauser did not have a good start. This this is one you you throw away. This this is one of those starts where. You're like, wow, Uh, Adrian just does not have it tonight, and and he certainly didn't. We'll get to our game recap in just a couple of minutes uh, right now. Uh, Tomorrow marks a little bit of a benchmark uh, turning of the page here, 50% capacity at American Family Field, and it really will be nice. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. It really is going to be nice to get a bulk crowd in there. Get some intensity, some energy going. And uh, then, of course, uh, in a little over a month from right now, they'll open things up to 100% capacity. And that, uh, man, I can't wait for that. That is, is going to be a lot of fun. And are you you know, on, on the uh, ticket per- purchasing market here right now? Because there's some promotional schedules being released, a Hank Aaron bobblehead giveaway coming up. There is a Christian Yelich bobblehead coming up. So a lot of good things happening. Well, essentially off the field. As the Brewers fall tonight, 6-3 and a 20-19 mark. Now, let's keep in mind here, they uh, capped out the high-water mark was was 17-10. And, and in the meantime, they have frittered away a plus-7 over 500, to just plus one at 20 and 19. And after tomorrow's game, again, another benchmark hit as you're looking at 40 games in. And that's a fourth of the season already. And I heard uh, B.A., Brian Anderson, on um, Bally Sports Wisconsin, talk about, you know, you're getting to just about that point where the offense is sort of being defined, both individually and, and collectively as a team. I would agree on, on, on that point. And here we go again. They, they do get a couple of runs back-to-back homers in that ninth inning. Urias and Pena uh, go the distance off uh, Josh Tomlin. But, again, it's it's, it's it's an offensive situation that we're having a difficult time trying to figure out. And despite not having a Christian Yelich or a Keston Hira in that lineup, guys, it still should be better than this. It's still – should be better than a 2.13 collective team batting average coming in. Now I th- I think it probably would hold serve right there, right around that 2.13 mark. They should be scoring more runs. It, and again, this is despite I know I know they don't they don't have the full force in there, but you still should be doing better than this. I'm going to take you back um before we get to our game recap, I'm going to take you back uh just a w- little over a week or so. Uh, we'll go back to last Thursday. In terms of run production, that would be a game against the Phillies last Thursday. They lose two to one. Friday they lose six to one. Now keep in mind, just I'm pointing out and trying to keep in mind the runs scored here. So two to one, six to one. Uh, then they go Saturday uh, was a six to two victory. There's six on the board right there. Next day on Sunday, Two-to-one win. There's just two right there. After the off day on Monday, uh, they lost six-to-one. One on the board there. Game two of the Cardinal series Wednesday a couple of days ago. Four-to-one win. So there's four on the board there. And yesterday yesterday they get shut out, and then tonight they get a grand total of three runs. That is a total of 18 runs in their last eight games. Eighteen runs. Total runs for the offense in their last 18 games. 10 of those 18 came in two games. Six of their last eight games, they have put up eight runs. Just that's it. But 18 total in the last eight games. That That's just, guys, it's despite the personnel on that field, it should be better. Trying to figure out why it isn't better is, is painstaking. It it really is painful. You're seeing a lot of uh, balls squared up in this ho- on this homestand here in the Cardinal series. You guys know that. You watch these games. They squared up a lot of baseballs. They hit a lot of deep shots thus far in the four-game homestand, including tonight. A lot of balls just scalded. is not clear on the fence. Now, you would say that maybe it's the dead ball or whatever, but I would refrain from that just a little bit because the opponent seems to be hitting home runs. And this team comes up with two long balls in the ninth inning tonight. Again, we're looking at a complete lack of run production. We, we can talk about uh, batting averages and on-base percentages and things like that, and a lot of, a lot of numbers just f- swirling around that, that can justify certain things. And we can justify it by saying, you know, collectively, and it's true, collectively, the offense around baseball is down. All facts. They don't, uh, they have injuries. They don't have their A lineup in a consistent fashion. All facts. But they still should be scoring more runs than they're doing now. That's just, that's, and I can't figure it out, guys. I don't know if it's a, a a a selfish nature around baseball that you know we wanna they wanna individually hit home runs because that's what gets them paid. And it gets them paid more money. You put up some uh put up some numbers and you're gonna make money in in this profession. Home runs, RBIs. Home runs RBIs. Make sure you get those because that's gonna get you the payday. I don't know if they're paying a guy for an on-base percentage, that's good. But your home runs, RBIs, and batting average is bad. I don't, I don't think you make big money doing that. And I'm not saying specifically any one player, any one team. Maybe it's just the nature of the beast in Major League Baseball this year that it's just I'm going to do what I can do here in this situation. I'm going to go launch angle. I'm going to lift and separate because I want to get paid. If I, If I do this, if I invest this style – then I'm going to get paid within three or four years of my career. I just want that $10 million contract. That's what I want. Just get me to that $10 million mark, and I'm golden. Uh, yeah, yeah. 414-799-1250. But s- some good things uh, in terms of the, uh, the attendance coming up. We're going to open things up a little bit. Good things on the front. Yelich played baseball tonight. Uh, he, by the way. Went 0-for-2 with two strikeouts, so he's going to fit right in upon his return. I'm kidding. I think he will make a big difference. Here's what I would do. Jeff, I'll welcome you into the show, too. Here's what I would do if I were the Brewers. The second Christian Yelich is ready to come back to the big leagues, he rides right alongside Keston Hira on his way back. I think you're at the point with the lack of run production where you're going to have to gamble. Agree or disagree?
3: Yeah, I agree. They were talking on the broadcast today that they got to wait until Kristen Yelich gets 100% healthy to bring him back. And I know that he's dealing with back issues and they're tricky and they can linger and all that kind of stuff. I'm bringing up Yelich ASAP. This team, they they need a defibrillator for that offense. They're dying.
2: Uh, They, they, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's somewhat painful to, to observe at times. It, it really is. It's like, you know, you would say that they're getting a lot of base runners and to a certain degree, that would be true, but you're, you're still looking at a sub 300 under 300 on base percentage as a team. That's really bad guys. It's really bad. Those of you that don't follow the the OBP under 300 is horrible. Even a little bit over 300 is horrible. Yep. I mean, you're going to have to get you're going to have to get more base runners on in a consistent fashion. This is, um, you know, you keep looking for the big hit, the big hit, the big hit. Well, you're not getting it. So I I don't know if there's a solution outside of just well, we're going to have to play it out and see what happens. I don't know if there's much more they can do. There's some additional work being done. I'm sure they're looking at video. I'm convinced Andy Haynes, Craig Council, Pat Murphy, all working hard at it. I think individually, all these guys are working hard at, uh, you know, honing their own craft. And that is uh, in the batter's box. They're probably doing extra BP. They're they're working extra time. It's not for lack of effort. I I don't I don't doubt that for a second. But to lay back and say, well, we're going to have to play this thing out. It's such a futile thing, isn't it? This offense will be better. It's just a matter of when for me as, the, as you know, you're trying to buy some time till the offense gets going. We've been in buy time mode for how long. That, that, that was my thing, what? The, after six or eight games of the season. Maybe the first week and a half of the season, just buy some time, buy some time within a baseball game, buy some time on the calendar for a number of reasons, get healthy, buy some time within a game because your offense is bound to break through at some point. If you're getting stud pitching like they are keep buying time, buy some more time while well, the time's going by, that's for sure. And uh, they're, uh, they're kicking, kicking away a 7 above 500 mark at 17 and 10. Uh, they're about to, unfortunately, be on the doorstep. Well, they are on the doorstep uh, step of a 500 mark right now. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty, 1250 And a little surprise uh, audio for you. Uh, a lot has been talked about. Now, the solution, by the way, just let me, let me say this. The solution is not bunting. Just so we're all clear on this. But there is a little avenging that is going on with said uh, Tim Allen sitting in this chair, and I'll explain that uh, in just a little bit. First inning into our game recap. Hauser gets a couple of quick outs in that first inning. A couple of ground balls. Then a a four-pitch walk to Ozuna, and you're thinking, what are you doing? Goes up 0-2 on LBs, gets him to line out him uh, to line out to right. Little too fat of a pitch right there. I, I figured something was up with Hauser right there. An 0-2 pitch, and that was some good wood on that final out there. But he avoids giving up any runs in that first inning. Lead-off base hit by Colton Wong in the bottom half of the first inning tonight. Kane then fouls off the first pitch. And then on the uh, ensuing 0-1 next pitch, uh, Colton Wong is picked off of first base. Now you're facing the lefty there, Colton. You know better than that. You got to make sure he's going to the dish. Yeah, that was uh, not a good way to start. those mistakes right there, when you're you're having a struggling offense, sometimes you look back and you think, well, what, what might've happened there with a six plus ERA on that mound? You want to give him another out? Well, Colton Wong did just that. Uh, We have a uh, fly out, a ground out, and no score to the second. A little controversy in the second inning after one out, an infield single by the Braves. Then he's up 0-2 on Contreras, works it full. On the 3-2 pitch, it's a strike him out, throw him out, double play, but it really wasn't. I think you had two opportunities there for a strike call and a strikeout. One was the actual strike call. The other was the check swing. It appeared uh, from a couple of different angles that both were (laughs) – both should have been a strike right there. Uh, But, no, it goes from end of the inning to two on and one out for the Atlanta Braves. Now, again, you're you're recycling the lineup. You're throwing more pitches. Uh, Adrian Hauser does bear down, gets the next batter to fly out, and then a strikeout to end that frame. Could have been worse. No score, bottom of the second inning. Brewers get on the board in the bottom of the second inning. It was a leadoff double by Avi Garcia. Get him on, get him over, get him in. Well, he's on. Shaw, ground ball, gets him over, and Luis Urias gets him in. And a shot to Shorts.
4: Watson can't handle it. In the score, Garcia. Garcia. That infield in, made that a hot one for Swanson. That's got to be a hit, right? I mean, that was a bullet right at him. And that was a curveball that
2: Arias was able to center on. He left it up in his zone. Did smiling, he hit it hard. There's a one-zip lead. Brewers playing from the lead, a rare lead here. Um... After a Pena strikeout, uh, Reyes then reaches on air. At least they uh, clear the pitcher there, and the Brewers take a one-zip lead at the same time into the third. Now we get to the third, a big mess. You going to have nights like this? This is really messy for Adrian Hauser. In the uh, top half of that third, a leadoff walk. He gets a fly ball to Avi for the first out. All right, we're all right there. You're okay. Whoops, wild pitch. You're all right, buddy. Stay in there. Come on, Adrian. Runner moves over to second. A balk moves the runner over to third. It's it's all right. Hang tough. Settle down a little bit. You got a walk, a wild pitch, and a balk if you're keeping track at home. Then another walk to put runners at the corners uh, with one out. Then a short fly ball to left. You're okay. You're okay. Are you going to try and score? Nope. Runner holds at third. You're all right. Two on, two out. Adrian, come on. Then another walk. You're still okay. Bases loaded. Two outs. Next batter. Hits a comeback or deflects off Hauser. Urias has no play. And two runs score right there, giving the Braves a two to one lead. Well, we need to get out of this, Adrian. You're all right. Up, oh, then he hits a batter that reloads the bases, and he gets a strikeout to finally end that mess. Three walks, a hit, a wild pitch, a balk, a hit batter, and two runs later, the Braves have a two one. Uh, lead into the bottom of the third. I, I just We've seen it before, and this is going to happen. This is not it obvious uh, in, uh, indicative of what Adrian Hauser is, but just a rough one. One two three for the Brewers in the bottom of the third inning. Deep drive by Kane in this homestand. Again, ball not caring for the Brewers. The other guys, yeah, they hit a few home runs. Uh, Adrian Hauser is done as uh, the fourth inning hits. Eric Lauer is called upon... Hauser goes those three innings, allows a couple of hits, two runs, five walks, three strikeouts, a hit batter, a wild pitch, a walk. Uh, I'm sorry, a balk on 65 pitches. Yeah, it was enough there. Lauer, uh, one, two, three, top half of the fourth inning, keeping the Brewers in it. Two to one, bottom of the fourth inning. One, two, three for the crew. Nope, no offense there. They get to Lauer in the fifth inning. Back-to-back home runs, Uh, Ozuna and Alves uh, strike out, fly out, and a ground out, and they now trail four to one into the bottom of the fifth inning. One out walk by Manny Pena in the fifth inning. Lauer then bunts him over for the second out to bring up Wong. He strikes out to end the threat. And the sixth inning upon us by that point. Lauer a quick one, two, three top half. Into the bottom of the sixth. Where's that offense? Brewers in business. Here we go in the sixth inning. Leadoff off base hit by Lorenzo Cain. Another deep fly ball that stays in the park off the bat of uh, Tyrone Taylor. Avi Garcia hit by a pitch. Two on. One out for Travis Shaw. Come on, baby. Hits into a first pitch double play to end the inning. Four to one into the seventh inning. Trouble for Lauer in that seventh inning leadoff base hit by Freeman. Then a flare base hit by Ozuna. Runners at the corners. And Council has seen enough of Lauer going to the uh, bullpen for Boxberger. Box gets a pop-up for the first out. And then uh, Dansby Swanson. All right. uh, We'll we'll get to this after the break here. But uh, just very quickly, um, just saying he bunts a position player. No way. Those of you that uh, say the bunt doesn't exist and it's dumb, you can call me dumb. It's okay. I'll, I'll live. I'll sleep well tonight and wake up in the morning. But you're going to call Brian Snitker, a manager, major league baseball manager. He's dumb too. Just saying. They squeeze one in right there for a run. 5-1 now. Into the bottom of the seventh. More on that in just a, a little while. One out base hit from Pena in the bottom of the seventh inning. Nothing after that. A couple of pinch hitters used Vogel back and McKinney to the eighth inning. Lindblom coming on with a uh, five to one deficit. Two hitters into Lindblom's uh, outing. Triple. Infield comes in. Blue base hit. And now it's uh, six to one. Nothing after that. Couple of base runners for the Brewers in the eighth inning. Low Kane, a one out base hit. Taylor then reaches on a fielder's choice. It was a bad base running decision that turned into a decent physical base running play by Lorenzo Kane. So you get good and bad. Uh, so there's two on right there with just one out in the eighth inning. They're going to battle back. Gabby Garcia strikes out. Shaw flies out. Bloom sets the Braves down in order in the ninth. And the Brewers, a little noise in this ninth inning here tonight. Leading off the frame, it's Luis Urias. That ball's hit high and deep to center. Urias got that one. Inciarte at the wall, and she's gone.
4: Urias with his second hit of the game. Inciarte robbed him in the seventh.
2: This time hits it where he can't catch it. As Euchre would say, give him a finish, boys. Next batter, Manny Pena. Pena left field. Ozuna will turn and let it go. Back to back
4: home runs for the Brewers. Manny with his second hit,
2: his third homer. And it's six to three. All right, Manny Pena doing what he can—a couple of hits and a walk in this game tonight. Vogel back then uh, pops it up, and the Braves uh, go to their pen to get their left-hander Will Smith, the former Brewer, strikes out Omar Narvaez and brings up Wong, and he base hits him. So the tying run on deck, and Lorenzo Cain lines out to center to end the game. There's your final six three four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you can figure out this offense, I I think you could make a lot of money. (laughs) You really could. And and you might be the next uh, hitting coach for uh, one of these teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, Up next, uh, we'll get to your reaction, and we will also get to maybe an avenging moment for conversations that have been had in abundance this year. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen and a Brewers loss. They've lost three of four, including game one of this three-game series against the Atlanta Braves 6-3 final. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station.
0: Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
2: 6-3 final Brewers fall in game one of this three-game weekend series against the team that moved from Milwaukee. They're back here to play uh, to play the team that's in Milwaukee Uh, game one goes to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, we'll get to our play of the game here in just a second. Four, one, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Brewers have scored 18 runs in their last eight games. 10 of those runs coming in two games. One was a six, uh, run output. The other a four. So eight games, 18 runs, 10 of those in two of the games. The other six have netted you eight runs. And if I guess you're going to ask yourself, what can they do? Well, they can get healthier. They can do this, that, and the other thing in terms of um, you know, working hard and they can do extra BP and take a look at video and all of which they're doing. Here's what I would do. Number one, I'd take a look at the lineup. Maybe it's obvious. Whatever you're doing with the lineup isn't working. We can give credit all day long to the other guys. That's a six-plus ERA over there, and they've faced other guys with with high ERAs in this stretch, in this season, and have him performed. Uh, the lineup needs to be taken a look at. Lorenzo kane has got got to move down. I mean, dire you know consequences to a lack of offense. Well, you got to move down. I throw Garcia in the two hole. Have we tried that? Put Shaw as your three hitter. With Garcia as your two-hitter, and, and then Wong up front. I mean, you're going to have to try different things because you don't have Yelich. You don't have a productive Keston Hira right now, which is going to make everybody better. The other thing I would do, as soon as Yelich is ready to go, he's got a travel partner, and his name is Keston Hira. They both come back into the into the fold here. 799-1250. Uh, Nate, you're on the fan. What's going on, Nate? Well,
1: how are you doing, Tim? Um... Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Um, some Something with that lineup has to change. Because um, I was watching tonight, and I'm just sitting here like I had to pop two Tylenol because my head started to hurt. I mean, <laughs> we got guys swinging out of the zone and watching pitches go right down the middle. Yeah,
2: watching the hang and break and stuff from Smiley was excruciating how like, they didn't punish those baseballs.
1: I'm like I can hit that. I can hit that with a broomstick. Like I just don't. I just don't get it. What? Not saying. Not not blaming the hitting coach because you got a lot of guys in there who aren't hitting very well. I'm pretty sure his days are full. Um, he he probably from the time he gets to the ballpark to the time he leaves, he's probably with somebody every day. But what are what are you doing at the plate? If you see a ball coming right down the middle and we're just sitting there watching it, I mean, my goodness. Yep. And then there's no professional at-bats. Nobody's protecting the plate with two strikes. They're, and these umps are not going to give you a call. They, they've they proven it time and time again. They're not going to give you a call, especially if it's close. They won't even give you a call if it's blatantly not close.
2: Yep, yep. So No No to, question. You,
1: you have to protect, and you have to take take what the, take the mistakes he's given you. Ryan Braun, when he was hit never, almost never, you never uh, would hang a slider, slider to him because he would hit it.
2: Wouldn't that be something if uh, Christian Yelich, Keston here, and Ryan Braun all walked in that clubhouse?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's some, something needs to happen drastically, or or we need to start making examples of people. If you're not going to hit, either you're going to go down in the lineup, or we're going to we're going to have to start using some options on people, or uh, I hate to say it, we're going to start having to designate people. I mean, it's not—I don't want to do that because it's not even June first yet, but you—the way the way you started off the season and the way it's trending now—it's not good. Not good no, enough as far no. as offensive
2: wise. Well, Nate, I hope your head feels better and there, there's gonna be better offensive days, man. Always a pleasure talking with you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yep. Uh 414 799 1250. Um You know, I they they tell me this this is what they tell me in this game. I, I we'll get to our uh play of the game with ABC audio video in just a second this is what they tell me uh i've been known to go a little against the baseball grain once in a while but i'm just going to tell you the, the way i feel they tell me th- who's they well the so-called experts long-time broadcasters former players coaches managers whoever they 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 tell me that team meetings don't they don't do anything this isn't football they say You can't do a – even Craig Collins, this isn't football. You can't do a rah-rah speech. Well, then why is it that multiple teams every single year have team meetings? Yeah. I'm just saying. And every team
3: team in the postseason brings in somebody. You know, and it it doesn't have to be a baseball guy. It could be, you know, Tom Brady. uh, And, you know, yes, he's in Tampa, but he could be in Oakland – trying to fire up those guys. And uh,
2: it happens all the time, every year. All the time. And so maybe it's time. That's something we we hadn't really discussed here in this lack of offense run here that the Brewers are on. But maybe it's just something to think about. Uh, But line, I think the only controllable thing is effort, things, effort, attitude, and that lineup. Those are three things that are in control here. Yeah, but Craig has said in the past he doesn't care about the lineup. It's the only thing you can control. You can't control. Craig Council and Andy Haynes cannot step in that box with these guys. Now, really, I I guess at the end of the day, back against the wall, bottom line, it's personal accountability on the hitters. Mm -hmm. much like life, you're personally held accountable for your decisions and actions. So it does come down to you got to find it. JBJ, you're going to have to find it. You're going to have to figure it out. you got some time, but at some point you're going to have to figure it out. Uh, Much the same as multiple hitters in this lineup. You just have to figure it out. They know that. And if it, if they could, they would, and it'd be done their next day. B, but it's just not that easy.
3: Well, that was not a the good only team. That was a good point by Nate because I'm sure Andy Haynes is busier than like the deli counter guy on Senior Citizen Day at you know the grocery yep. store. Take a number, you know. Now serving number thirteen. Oh, you're back again. Let's go and try to get you to him.
2: <laughs> what do you need today? Right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. I promise I'll get to the play of the game. Uh, Drew, our buddy Drew, is uh, is on the fan now. He felt the need to pick up the phone and call the post-game show. What's happening?
5: Franchise, uh, rock star. What up? Yeah, that's right. Um, you make an interesting point as far as the rah-rah speeches. I actually was uh, thinking about this last night. Um, I think a rah-rah, I mean – you team meetings do mean something but all i mean not everybody can give that kind of speech you know but i think of in baseball especially it's you know it's harder you get all jacked up listen you, you know the players before and then you start swinging for the fences but i think of you know similar scenarios like you know Aaron Rodgers drafts his replacement comes back wins the mvp you know Giannis Antetokounmpo i mean that dude. i mean there's there there is but you know Craig Council might not necessarily be that Guy who could give a rah-rah speech. Now, for me personally, being from—I mean, I—I give a rah-rah speech to the Brewers and the Bucks and the by myself all the time, you know. But I'm also from Milwaukee, and you know, I'm also, I'm also very, very, very passionate about the city. And we have never had a World Series, and I think that you know I stand for something. And I, I just think it depends on who's giving it, really, but. I'm also right now with the brewer. I I'm I like I have a delusional optimism. I think because at this point it's I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> you know I I'm i it's championship season, baby. That's all I gotta say. Uh, it's still, so, no,
2: it still is. It it still is, Drew. I gotta turn you loose, but it it definitely still is. But as BA said on Valley Sports Wisconsin, and I thought it was pretty. Profound that, uh, you know, we're getting to the point. He didn't say we're at the point. We're sort of getting to the point where your offense is starting to become defined. And I thought it was a really appropriate point to make because we are sort of getting in that area. Uh, just just uh, real quick here. Uh, power rankings uh, this week. Uh, and, and I like what uh, ESPN does with the, with their power rankings. A lot of people put these things out. Uh, But I I think they sort of go with the now. A lot of times you'll see power rankings if a team is on a little bit of a skid and they'll say, ah, we're still confident that we're going to rank them here or wherever. Uh, ESPN likes, in in this particular case, uh, they like to just, you know, go with the hot hand with the cold hand. So coming into this week, uh, well, earlier this week, just a couple of days ago, White Sox – Number one, no, not the Dodgers, not the Yankees, not the Padres, the Chicago White Sox. Red Sox, number two. Dodgers go to three. Four, the St. Louis Cardinals. Yankees, fifth. Six, San Diego. San Francisco Giants at seven. Number eight is uh, Oakland. Tampa Rays at nine. Where are the Brewers? Houston Astros at ten. Come on now. uh. Woo! Mets at number 11, 12, the uh, Cleveland Indians, 13, uh, Toronto. Where are the Brewers? Uh, Toronto Blue Jays at 13. There they are, 14. This is what they say about the Brewers. They give a little snippet uh, after each team's ranking. How long can the Brewers survive without Christian Yelich? The offense ranked 29th in all of baseball and OPS over the past week. So it's going to fall on the pitching staff to keep Milwaukee afloat. The re- uh, return of Corbin Burns will help matters. So have to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to look at it uh, in, in that regard. You want to squeeze in one more before the play of the game? <laughs> I, yeah, let's I do promise. one more.
3: ABC, you know, we're sorry, but we'll, we'll hit you. You know, we'll get that sponsorship out
2: there. We will. Where are we going? Let's
3: here? go out to uh, the beautiful uh, village
2: of Brookfield and bring in Matt. What's hey, happening, guys? Matt? What well, do you have to say tonight?
6: Hey, uh, you know how uh, I think you might remember a couple years ago, I was kind of uh, backbenching a little bit with some of Stern's free agent decisions. Uh, I was the guy that mm-hmm. was uh, yakking about. He's got to sign Kimbrell and all them.
2: Yep. Yeah,
6: well, I got to say, You know, we all know Stearns loves the run prevention. The defensive run saves that. And a lot of his decisions, you can look at it, and they're based on that. They're based on those things. But I've got one stat I want to toss out for you here, too. Eight for 48. Could you tell me if you know what that refers to?
2: Runners in scoring position?
6: Yeah, who am I referring to?
2: Oh, in terms of a particular player? Yeah. I'm gonna guess Lorenzo Cain,
6: Travis Shaw, the guy that you guys past the night's been saying has been so solid. He leads the majors in most plate appearances, running in runners in scoring position, and he is in the bottom ten of all those with more than 30 plate appearances this year.
2: Yeah, wow. But you
6: know, who's even worse than him, Anthony Rizzo. So I mean, there's a little bit of perspective here. That, you know, we can rag on individual guys, but there's some teams where we look at these guys and we don't even think of them as having a real bad year. You just got to look around and look at the numbers. But I got to say this. Stearns built this team to be a defensive juggernaut more so than probably any other thing we'd probably agree, right?
2: Oh, no doubt. No doubt.
6: Well, you can't win if you don't score. And that's kind (laughs) of where we're stuck with. And the lack of spending on actually going out and getting real blue chip pieces for the bullpen, I think is kind of where we're stuck with a lot of these games where the starters, you know, go seller games and we kind of give it away late. Adam Adovino signed with the Yankees three years, only 27 mil. I, I really hope that Stearns was at least kicking the tires on that guy, and has really been trying to kick the tires on some of these other guys. It just seems like, you know, they'll they'll go out and get a Garcia, 10 million mil year, but it just seems to me like they don't want to actually put some money on this bullpen to give Hader and a couple of these guys the help they need. To where when we do have a Trevor, uh, where you do have a Devin Williams, who comes out and is stellar out of nowhere like we got last year when they falter a bit, we don't have much to fall back on. And Mm -hmm. I really hope this year really gives them a little heads up, like, hey, when we have these positions of strength really to build on them, because we've had a chance to really be like a 2015 Royals bullpen the past years, and we just haven't done it.
2: That, uh, it's a a great call. Matt, always a pleasure, and great points. I I agree with you, one, now, as good as the bullpen has been, and they have been good. But you're doing it with, you know, could you imagine if J.P. Fireisen didn't burst on the scene here, if Brad Boxberger didn't resurrect things, that I mean, he's a guy that they turned loose. And, as, you know, Box got beat up the other day, but prior to that he had eight scoreless outings. Could you imagine if Devin Williams came back down to it? This bullpen would be in really sad shape. Now, it turns out that, they, um, that they're that they pretty damn good right now. But I think things did drop right for the bullpen. I thought that. Same thing, Matt. I thought they were an arm short, a stud arm short in that bullpen. And so far, so good, though. They, they've been stepping up. Uh, okay, we're going to get to Craig Council in just a bit here. Now our play of the game with ABC Audio Video. So a lot has been talked about with uh, regards to bunting uh, this week. And uh, whether it's writers, whether it's broadcasters, analysts, uh, you guys sitting uh, on a bar stool, sitting at home, uh, maybe at work talking about bunting. And, you know, we've, we've certainly had our fair share of conversations about this. And I'm a believer in the right situation. The bunt is not gone. And it's pathetic that someone would even think that it's gone. You can scramble numbers through, through the uh, baseball soul that I have. I'm still going to tell you the bun exists. It does. That is fact. You can call me dumb, which I've been called on this topic this week. You can call me dumb. I don't care. But you also have to call other big league managers dumb in the same breath then. And they're certainly not dumb, are they? They're in the position, they're one of only 30 individuals that hold that and retain that position as an occupation on the planet. So you're going to call them dumb. Call me dumb. Okay, fair enough. But I'm going to back up my statement that the right situation is prevalent to lay down a bunt. It just is. And the the numbers, you guys that that don't believe in the bunt, you're getting lost in numbers. You're not living in today's game, in that inning, with that pitcher, that hitter. You guys are living in a scrambled, jumbled-up mess of numbers staring at a computer screen or your telephone that's where you're living if you think the bun is dumb so the situation hold on here I gotta I gotta find my note here let me just set up the situation uh before we get uh too caught up in things here to be clear I never get really um I never get to be clear i I, I always get people speaking for me I hear the sweat coming out of your forehead, right? Yeah. Now. To, to be clear, it has to be the right situation. You can't just cookie cut and say bunning is bad or dumb. The right situation, it's not dumb. Oh, it's far from dumb. Has to be the right situation. Oh, boy. Where is my note? Okay, so we get seventh inning. This is a seventh inning situation here for the Atlanta Braves, and who's their manager? Brian Snitker. Yeah, he's oh he's one of those guys that holds one of thirty positions in the universe. Uh, let's see, Lauer into trouble in that uh, seventh inning. <clears throat> it was a leadoff base hit by Freeman. Uh, let's see, Ozuna then uh, got a base hit. Runners at the corners. Uh, Council then makes a move right there. He's gonna he's gonna take Lauer out. He's going to box. Uh, box gets a pop up for that first out. Dansby Swanson is up. Runners at the corners with one out, and uh, Mr. Snitker decides. Oh, it's not dumb. It's actually rather productive. Swanson shows bunt. I don't know
4: if his heart was in it, but he showed it. That didn't make a lot of sense does show pot again he pops it foul a little safety squeeze perhaps uh, Freddie Freeman not running on a delivery I don't know what I'm looking at here interesting that you would do that with a three run lead right in the seventh inning You know, let your guys swing away how many bunts have you seen in the last few years not many from position players I'm not even sure they know how to do it anymore Braves lead by three another body this one's down Freeman will score and Swanson is out at first. A squeeze, bunt, and the Braves lead five to one. Well, they wanted that run, didn't they? That, that tells you a lot about what Brian Brad- Snicker thinks about his bullpen, right? Yeah, get that bullpen in there. He's not comfortable with a three-run lead. Now it's a four-run lead. Trying to do anything he can to get that fourth run across or that uh, four-run lead. A safety squeeze. You put it down, you read the bunt. And it was a good one and Freddie Freeman able to score. Dansby Swanson has not had a. A punt that went for a sacrifice as that will. In two years he's had one since the 19 season. It's like the dodo bird just showed up here and that, and that at American kept, family field and that coming for your five hitter. <laughs> well you're talking about your seven and eight hitter with the pitcher coming up. That's your number five hitter putting down a bunt with a man at third.
2: Well, apparently there, as you heard on Valley Sports Wisconsin, uh, apparently uh, the bunt is alive and well by a position player because the situation was right. I don't know the exact situation that the Atlanta Braves are in. I do know that their bullpen has been struggling, so a run would be nice, pad the cushion, four runs up at that point. I do know that he knows the Brewers' offense has been struggling. A four-run deficit in the seventh inning is pretty much of a death sentence for the Milwaukee Brewers trying to get a win. All of these factors, I've said it before, and I'm never going to change. If I'm a manager, every single one of my position players, you're going to be able, have the ability to bunt at any time I ask you to bunt.
3: Tim, that play gave the Braves a four-run lead. That bunt. Now, the Braves won the
2: game by three runs. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have have been even bigger. That bunt right there defies what the numbers tell the analytic crew about the modern era. (laughs) It defies the last 10 years of numbers, doesn't it? It just tells you this is just one of the most – Non-productive things you can do. But those same individuals that slice and dice all those numbers are okay with strikeouts. The same people. that uh, They're accepting of strikeouts, but you don't want to manufacture. A little bit more on this as uh, B.A. and Rock continued just about an inning later. Swanson on a squeezed bunt. Added a fifth run in the seventh. I like the safety squeeze. I
4: mean, back in the 70s. Kind of takes you back, doesn't it? A fun play. What were you doing in the 70s? I was uh, being born. (laughs) 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 I like a slow, small ball every now and then. Yeah. Kind of surprises you when you see it, right? And it worked. Swanson with his first sacrifice bunt in or just his second in the last three years you know even in the 70s i don't think you would have seen a safety squeeze with a three-run lead and your number five hitter right that's what was surprising maybe down in the order maybe you know two-run lead perhaps you know one two-run lead but hey it worked
2: they got a run well there it was on valley sports wisconsin we appreciate uh ba and rock and their conversation about about bunting, um, and and I apologize uh, for utilizing my platform to avenge my stance. But I shouldn't have to. Nope. Because it's real. The right situation calls for it, then do it. I'm not saying this is, and again, just to wrap up, we're going to hear from Craig Council next. I'm not saying this solves the Brewers' offense. I'm not saying I bunt every day. I'm not saying it's an everyday occurrence by any stretch of the imagination. All my point was all week long, which I received way too much backlash on. My point is, in a given situation, it's a rather productive play in the game of baseball. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Postgame Show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They fall tonight 6-3, the final. I wonder what Craig Council has to say. We'll hear from him next here on The Fan.
0: What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper, brought to you by Scholze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
2: We'll hear from Craig Council here in just a second with help from Scholze Family Beef. Tim Allen and a 6-3 Brewers loss. They'll right the ship offensively. I'm still hanging in there with that. I am. Uh, because uh, it's it's going to get reinforcements. And, and again, I, I have to stress this this part of it. To have your guys back makes the other guys better. It's less pressure on, on some of the other uh, uh, individuals in that lineup. It, it just is. You're not going to lean on heavily Tyrone Taylor to be a three-hitter. You're not going to lean on Jackie Bradley Jr. to be – you know, uh, a a two ninety or a three twenty hitter. You're not going to lean on these guys, uh, Lorenzo Kane to be one of your big boppers here when you don't have anybody else. It's it it will get better. I promise you, it will. But in the meantime, you've got to get through this spell here to get to that point. And their pitching has done that. They they've gotten this this team off to a twenty and nineteen start and. Quite frankly, all, all things considered, should it be a little bit better? Yeah, if the offense was just a moderate offense. But in the meantime, it's still 20-19, and 19, and it's still kind of, you know, biding the, the calendar's time until you get uh, you get a little better offense because they will be. We can all agree that the offense will be a, at least a little bit better. Would that, would that be fair to say, Jeff? Yeah, of course they okay. they can't
3: get much worse. No, me.
2: and just based on that, to guarantee they're going to get a little bit better, I think they'll get dramatically better. I do. I think they're going to get on, on an offensive tear. Well, and I wouldn't I, go that far, but I, I they will get better. I don't know how long that tear is going to last, but they will get on a roll. They they will. There'll be some some uh, maybe a window of time, whether it be you know 6 or 8 games or 8 or 18 games they're going to get they're going to get rolling and i will say conversely the the nature of baseball also is that you know once they get going there'll be a time later on july august early august maybe where they they hit a funk again well so they got
3: to try to go on a tear for an inning
2: they do, and they have to start with, with a, a series or, or a stretch of games that is uh, minimal. Yes, you're right, three to five games where they just, hey, the offense looks like they're swinging the bats pretty good, that type of situation. Uh, Adrian Hauser didn't have a good outing. We're going to hear from the Brewers right-hander in just a bit right now. As I said, let's, uh, let's get into uh, what Craig Council had to say after a Brewers game one loss against the Braves.
7: Craig, we were just talking to Adrian, and he said he just couldn't get comfortable on the mound, that he felt weird, and, you know, considering how sharp he was the last time out, he um, just kind of, he just said he just never felt right for some reason.
8: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of what it looked like, is that, you know, it wasn't, the velocity was good, um, but I, the, just and the pitches were, you know, fairly the close. It wasn't big misses or anything like that. Um, but he was having trouble throwing strikes, um, and so it—you know—it just—it definitely didn't look like it uh, has the last couple starts. Um, so that—that's kind of the reason for the. I just, I just didn't really like what I saw completely, and so that was the reason for the early kind of early exit. Craig was
7: it. Frustrating watching the offense tonight. I mean, you, you hit some balls hard and uh, you had a lot of fly ball outs, but just nothing really that carried and you couldn't get that, you know, that run across with Travis with the ground and the double play.
8: Yeah. I mean, it. look, we've had some frustrating, you know, days and nights offensively and, um, you know, today was one where we, we did hit, you know, we hit a bunch of balls, you know, to the warning track, essentially. Um, we hit them hard. Um, and then we we just, you know, we were not, the timing of our offense is, is just not there as far as sequencing the hits. It's, it's really how we won a bunch of games early, just kind of didn't get a ton of hits, but sequenced them really well and got them in the right spots. And that's what we haven't been doing the last week, uh, for sure, so. Um, you know, there were, there were some good at bats. There was a lot of hard hit balls. I mean, I think Lorenzo hit three balls, a hundred miles an hour. you know, three balls really well tonight um, and, and has one hit to sh- or four balls pretty well and has one hit to show for it. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of how the game rolls sometimes and it, it there's no question. It's frustrating, um, but uh, you're, you're, you just got to keep doing it and, and they'll fall and um, we'll get that big hit with men in scoring position.
7: How do you think Eric has handled the transition to the the bullpen um, and the, the innings that he's providing in that bridge role?
8: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he thought he had good stuff tonight. He, he made he just made a couple mistakes, unfortunately, to you know some some dangerous hitters and just got just put like, two balls in places he didn't want to. The ball was coming out really good, though. I thought so. Um, he gave us the length that was important after after you know Adrian had to leave, and um, so. You know, I, 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 you know, the the unfortunate ball was the kind of the ball to Azuna that he. I thought he made a good pitch, three two, and then just kind of bl- little blooper over Cast or uh, Colton's head, and so you know he he did well. Um, I know he'd like to have those those two balls back in the in the fourth or the fifth, excuse me. No, it was the, uh, whatever, anything, fourth I think.
7: I think it's the first time the Brewers had ever seen Drew Smiley. Even though he's been around forever, you um, had a couple of shots at him, but really, in the middle innings, except for deep fly balls, you know, you didn't you didn't put a whole lot of pressure on him. Anything about him that makes him tough to hit?
8: No, I mean I think that's what he, you know, a little like a couple of our guys. He's his intent is on pitching up a lot and in in kind of up and in a lot, and and that leads to um, you know being a fly ball pitcher. Um, and, and we had a night where, you know, the, I think he's the it's a, he's a little bit like Eric Lauer in that sense. Is that that's how what he wants to do? Um, and and if you just don't you don't get it right, it's it's a long out or it's a it's a, just a lazy out. So. He, he, in one sense, he did what he wanted and and we took some, but in the other sense, we took some good swings. Just, you know, just didn't quite flush the ball like we needed to.
7: Craig, would you have a a week like you just described where, you know, there's just not sequencing and a lot of long outs and hard outs? Um, And it is frustrating, I know. Um, is it hard to turn the page, or just you've got to do it? You got to turn the page and just not worry.
8: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you got to keep having good at bats. You got to keep swinging at the right pitches, um, and that that has to be nobody can put it all on their shoulders and do it themselves. It 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 takes a you know a lineup of offenses produced by everybody kind of sequence doing that together. Um, and there and there can't be stops in that. That that that's how you produce tough, consistent offense. So that's our only that's our only direction we can go. Um, we got to continue to to every at bat's got to mean you know you got to we got to execute your at bats and swing at the right pitches. And you know sometimes the results frustrate us, like like we're in a stretch right now. But um, in in the end, that should that should that's a good process, and that should have good results.
2: Yeah, and the things you can't control, that effort, that attitude, you got to dig down deep from within. He talked about sequencing and, you know, sometimes it's just circumstance. It's just happenstance that, you know, this guy will get a a two-out double and then a walk and then a, you know, a rocket for an out. That's just circumstance. I guess when you're dealing with sequencing, if you got to force the hand then, change up the chemistry – there's only one thing to do. It's it's the lineup. You might have to continue to shuffle to try and find that right, quote, sequencing or the chemistry uh, that is uh, an offense in baseball. You might be subjected at some point just to deal with maybe a little something more extreme. We're trying to force sequencing. I know it sounds a little drastic, but still a little early yet to go full full blown panic here on the offense 414-799-1250 if you want to jump in here adrian hauser a rough one we're going to hear from the brewers right hander next here on the fan
0: let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it let's head inside the clubhouse presented by windows select right now buy one get one free plus no payments for an entire year call them today at 262-703-3500
2: 6-3 6-3 final, uh, you heard from Craig Council just, just talking uh, about Adrian, just couldn't find it. And I think Craig was uh, tempted to send him back out there for the fourth inning. But, again, these uh, these decisions, uh, I, I don't think there's a comfort zone right now with this Brewer squad. They're 3-9 and nine in their last 12 games, and that's not, that is not a good run right now need to step in and step up here and uh, start grabbing some, some victories here to right the ship. And, and some of that is uh, due to the – well, in large part, I think it's due to the offense. But I think other, other parts are decisions that you can make within the game. I think the, the whole thing is just on a little bit of it. You talk about a, a baseball season going in, uh, in peaks and valleys. Uh, it's definitely in a valley. There's no question. A good thing is you want to valley now if you're going to do it, which you are, uh, instead of doing that in August and, and mid to late September. So, I mean, you can it's a perspective, I guess, from the glass half full side. I'm in that club. You guys know that. Uh, Adrian Hauser, three innings today, five walks. That's a career high for him. And in the one inning, had three walks, a balk, a hit batter, a wild pitch, Couple of runs given up. That was a rough one for Adrian in that third inning. Let's hear from Adrian Hauser.
7: Hey Adrian, um, did you come out because that ball hit you in the leg, or did you just come out? We we weren't quite
9: sure. No, I just came out. Just uh, you know, rough night. Didn't feel real well out there. Felt a little weird on the mound. Couldn't really get things going. Uh, I think that obviously showed with the five walks that I had and hit batter and stuff like that. So. Uh, just a all around weird night for me, and you know, for us in general, just the way things are going tonight. But yeah, it wasn't because of the ball off the leg. But
7: Adrian, did it feel kind of weird for you from the very first inning, or did it get progressively worse as the game was going along?
9: Yeah, you know, it just kind of kind of felt weird in the first inning. You know, I had the four pitch walk to Ozuna after getting two quick outs, and you know, just just didn't really get it going and couldn't really settle in and get the mechanics going the way I have been on my past past outings and stuff like that. So, you know, just, uh, just a weird day and I uh, had to get back at it in the next bullpen and get things back going the right way.
7: Adrian, last time you were probably as sharp as you've been all season, so was is it puzzling that it went the other direction the very next start?
9: Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> I was kind of laughing about it after I came off it was... You know I had my best outing last outing, and you know something really good to build off and keep that momentum. And then you know come out tonight and have you know my worst outing of the out of the year so far. So you know, definitely, uh, definitely a little weird. Definitely uh, baseball for you. You know, it's going to take you for a ride up and down, throw you throw you some curveballs and all kinds of stuff. So just part of it. Just have to stay positive and keep uh, keep working and keep going.
7: Adrian, you've, you've talked about, you know, staying engaged on the mound and not letting things snowball. I mean, do you feel like you were able to do that third inning with just limiting damage considering the walks?
9: Yeah. You know, it was, uh, definitely a little grind there, you know, put myself in some trouble, you know, guys were making some great plays behind me and, you know, helping me out where I needed to. And, you know, I got the pitch I wanted, got the ground ball, just, you know, I couldn't get, get out of the way. And like Colton filled that ball there to get that last out. So, uh, Yeah, just felt a little weird. Adrian, do
7: you sense frustration on the team right now? You guys are hitting into a lot of fly ball outs to the warning track, Uh, you know, just not scoring many runs. It just seems like it's a struggle right now.
9: Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, it was a weird night all the way around. You know, I guess got some guys hitting some balls really hard, and, uh, you know, they're either right at people or, you know, they look like they're home runs and they're not going, and, you know, you know, there's probably a little frustration on the hitter side and, and, you know, on the pitching side as well. But, you know, I think it's, you know, it's part of the game right now and there's no reason for us to panic, you know, just kind of take a deep breath here and settle, settle ourselves and, you know, get back under control and get back, get back to how we were to start the season off.
2: There he is, Adrian Hauser. And that's the crazy thing about baseball at times. You think you're you're rolling his last start was it was a fantastic start. Then the very next one you just can't find yourself and that's part of the uh the maturity that comes with uh being in a position that Adrian Hauser's in. We see that, you know, a Brandon Woodruff and and uh Corbin Burns and some of these guys they, they they went through or you know, what Adrian Hauser, the consistency part of it, hey, they went through it too. And I think all pitchers do, all players do, until they hit that next level. So you got to level things out uh, for Adrian Hauser. It's going to be a big start for him. His next start, we're going to have to kind of keep a close eye on Adrian Hauser to see if you know he can bounce back the same same way. Uh, that you can you can kind of lose things a little bit. Can can you grab him back uh, immediately and not let it snowball to? You know, a point where it's two, three, four starts in a row where you just didn't feel right. A big start for Adrian his next time around. Manny Pena, and he, what we're, we're talking about with uh, regards to a lineup and, and an offense, sequencing and getting the right chemistry, um, and what will happen when you get your guys back and and, and more of a consistency in terms of health. Um, a guy like Manny Pena knows that he's going to get some starts against left-handers. And, and to get these reps right now and to pitch in like he's doing, I see that as a, as a big-time bonus once uh, Omar gets settled in here where he can you know, pretty much start every day except against uh, an occasional left-hander. Manny Pena is going to come in handy, going to come up with some big hits. He had a nice night tonight for sure. Let's hear from the Brewers' backstop.
7: Uh, Adrian was scuffled with his command tonight.
10: What do you think was going on with him? Yeah, um, the 2 simmer he don't command too much tonight, like uh, he used to do last time in Miami. And tonight, the 2 simmer you no know, was there, like at uh, the pitch he always used it in this and in in any situation. So I think it's it's more like uh, the rhythm he have in the game. He 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 know not have too much of the rhythm. I mean. He don't. He don't. I mean, when he don't command his pitch, it's tough. When when he gotta use a breaking ball and stuff. But I think other than that, he he was fine, man. He just to run and he was keep the the game tight. And when lower coming, he he's doing good yeah, too.
8: How frustrating a was it for y'all as hitters before the night, It seemed y'all had several warning track fly balls. How tough was that to see so many of those? long drives, just get caught right there on the track.
10: Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, we're swinging the bat good. Uh, we don't have anything to do. Um, I mean, we put a lot of hard contact. Every ball we swing is in the warning trial. Same, same thing with the series with San Luis. A lot of hard contact in the warning trial. And so nothing we can do, man. Just swinging the ball hard and try to do the best when we play. And, and that's the thing you can control. I mean you just put it hard contact and you not you can control that.
7: Manny how do you guys handle just the frustrations lately with the
10: offense? Say that again?
7: Just how, how do you guys handle the frustrations on offense and, and you know just continue to kind of stick to your process? Like how, how hard is that to do?
10: Yeah, we're still early in the season. It's just like a 40 game. We have any 120 game. It's, it's not how you start. It's more like how you finish. I mean, everybody is in, in good spot, I think. Our clubhouse is, is fine. I, I think we're going to find the right way to win the, the game. And I think that's the more important thing for me. Uh, forget about it, what we do tonight and come tomorrow with new mentality and keep fighting.
1: Manny,
7: do you, Manny, do you think with guys on base, the hitters are trying too hard? Um, you're you're just not getting many hits with runners on base.
10: That's part of the game, man. I think everything gonna be like that in some point in the season. is Is tough sometimes score run, and and sometimes we score a lot of run. So. It's like I say, it's still early in the season. We have any hundred and twenty more games and and come every day to keep fighting. I mean we we put in a lot of good contact, a lot of hard contact. Like which uh, today, he do a he do a, a good job like in the warming trial that that happened. Same thing in the series with San Luis. A lot of hard contact and how, how we can do it right there. It's it's hard to control that.
2: Pretty important part of this baseball team. I think an underrated part of this baseball team, Manny Pena. All right, uh, we'll preview uh, tomorrow's matchup. The uh, law firm, Anderson and Anderson, going at each other. And uh, it's game two. Wouldn't you love to see like an eight to two runaway? Hell yeah. Oh, man. You get those even if uh, every team gets those. Let Let me put it that way. The Brewers need, actually need one of those. Just not stumble into one. They really need one of those. We'll preview tomorrow's game. After the break here, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, there's Jeff Orlosky. We'll be back here at 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station.
0: What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame Show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
2: Well, I keep saying it. The offense will have better days, and and hopefully it is tomorrow. Game two of this three-game set. Brett Anderson back on the hill. And coming into uh, today's game, uh, you had all five of the Brewers starters with a uh, an under-four ERA. So you, you continue on down that path you're going to win uh, quite a few baseball games throughout a, throughout a season. Brett Anderson against Ian Anderson, is that right?
3: Yeah, it is right.
2: All right. So let's see uh let's see some numbers here.
3: Okay. Well, uh for the Brewers, Mr. Brett Anderson, he uh he's coming in with a 2 and 2 record and a 3.54 ERA. And yep, he's going up against Mr. Jethro Tall Ian Anderson. And uh, currently, he's sitting at two and one with a three forty six
2: ERA. Yeah, so hopefully they can uh, just get some traffic. They can come up with some big hits. You, you would you would think that there's a two three run home run in the near future of this Milwaukee Brewers offense. But man, make no mistake about it, it's frustrating. And and I fully understand the frustration. I'm right there with every other Brewer fan that is watching uh, an, an offense that you now is just underachieving. They are underachieving. Yeah. This isn't who they are. This is see, that's the thing. This is not who they are. And I think a lot of, uh, well, I should say some Brewers fans, some baseball fans are, are thinking that, you know, Brewers have their hands full and uh, with a, uh, with a, uh, with a with an offense that's going to be like this all year long, I, I just that's that's a, a futile point of view, and I just don't I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that a team is going to hit two thirteen all season.
3: No, they I, will get better. It's just that you know we've seen the same thing for so long. You know, uh, I forgot. It. I think it was uh, it was either Drew, maybe it was Nate. That called in and you know talking about them you know just taking pitches. It was Nate right down the middle. Well, we talked about that two weeks ago, Tim. How they watch these good pitches go by and then they're swinging at the cheese outside the strike zone.
2: Tough to predict a dead red fastball count in baseball anymore. That is is part of the issue too. Yes, league wide with the offense, you're looking at. 3-1 3-1 breaking balls, 2-0 breaking balls, 1-0 breaking balls. 3-0 it's just, change-ups. <laughs> just a uh, full count with with bases loaded, and and these guys have the nads to go ahead and throw the breaker. It's just that part of baseball has changed for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, there's Jeff Orlowski. My name is Tim Allen. There'll be better days. And, hey, look at the bright side. We get half capacity at American Family Field tomorrow. And by the way, I I do want to mention this. Loud fans tonight. You guys were awesome tonight inside the stadium. And I suspect that tomorrow is going to be kind of a circus because you're going to have upwards of uh, probably 17 to 20,000 in the park. Been a long time since that kind of crowd has been at a Brewers game. All right, you guys have a great night. We'll talk to you after the last pitch as you make the switch tomorrow night. See you then. There'll be better days. Despite the outcome tonight, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.